everyone and welcome back to Say You Want To Be Ever. I'm Erin, a second year veterinary medicine student at the University of Nottingham. And I'm Sophia, a fourth year veterinary medicine student at the University of Surrey. Welcome back to our podcast series where we bring you honest and open discussions about life as a vet student and share the inspiring and motivating experiences of vets in the industry from their vet school journey and beyond. Before we get started, make sure to subscribe to our podcast, follow us on social media at So You Want To Be A Vet, where we'll be sharing behind the scenes clips, doing live Q&As and much more. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel of the same name where we upload regular videos such as CV and personal statement writing tutorials, interview skills and much, much more that will help you build a strong application to vet school. And welcome back to So You Want To Be A Vet. Um, today's a little bit different and it feels a bit strange, but um, we're going to be interviewing Sophia, which is really odd. So hi, Sophia, how are you? Hi, it's hi. weird to be on this side of the, of the chat. But. Good, so Sophia, you're, you're a fourth year going into fifth year at Surrey, aren't you? Yes, yes, I am. Amazing. So I'm gonna start off like I do with everyone else. Gotta go to the most important question which is, what is your favorite animal and why? I love that question. Um, I guess I would have to say bees, just because they're so incredible for such little creatures. They do so much work and it's so vital to the ecosystem. So I love bees and also whales because they are just so magical and majestic. And I just think they're incredible. I listen to whale sounds while I study and it's the, they're just incredible. Just incredible. So those would have to be my two favorites. I think so, yeah. choices. I think they're really good choices. As like a vet student, I think we'd expect you to go for something like I don't know, sheep or like goats. But like, that's a really <laughs> I've had good enough choice. of them. I don't want them anymore. I'm done. You <laughs> <We> had enough. <laughs> I've had enough of all of them. <laughs> so, do you have any special interests within vet med? Like, do you want to be a bee vet or? <laughs> I would love that, but I, I don't think that's going to pay the bills. <laughs> I can definitely do it as a hobby. But no, I do. I really enjoy law, business and dentistry uh, as well. We were having this discussion earlier, weren't we? Um, we'll have it again, because I think it's really important to speak about business in the um, veterinary industry. Absolutely. I agree. Business is something that is so critical, especially nowadays. It's becoming such an important part of being a vet, um, not only because in recent years we've had this corporate takeover of practices, which is really kind of changing the dynamic that employees have with their employers, um, but because it's such an important skill to have a, a basic understanding of business and finance because the structure of contracts is changing. And I think as a vet, to have the best experience as a new grad you will need to understand your way around that and you will need to understand how a practice works, how acquisitions work um, and all of that. I think if anything, it just highlights the fact that vets aren't just medical, you know, animal doctors. They really do so many different things. You know, we really are a business after all. And uh, it's such an interesting dynamic to, um, you know, combine the best welfare for an animal, but also consider the financial implications of treatment um, and materials you use in the treatment. So it's such it's such an important thing to be aware of when you go into veterinary medicine that that side of it is is really critical. So I think it's a great thing that vet schools are now teaching it a lot. Um, 
at Surrey, they definitely put importance on that and they want to make sure that we are, uh, you know, as professionals, we are aware of our rights and our responsibilities. So, so first thing we're going to talk about, as usual, is how the course is delivered. Um, so now you're going into fifth year at Surrey, I feel like you've had a good experience and you know how everything works. And um, could you just talk us through the teaching style that Surrey use? How will the modules run? Is it a spiral curriculum? Yeah, let's uh, let's go through it because uh, there's it's definitely a lot. So um, in first year, we go through basically uh, the structure and function modules. And you also have a veterinary professional module. Um, and it's a really interesting modules. We, we start doing consultations there and getting a taste for, you know, what vet med is all about. Second year, you start going into diseases more. So you have foundation of disease modules and you also have animals in society module where you start to understand welfare you know the five welfare needs um, and throughout the years these first years you also have pbl which is group learning where you go through uh, cases and scenarios and you have to work as a group in year three is where it kind of starts getting interesting where you get the veterinary medicine modules which is going to more um understanding disease and a taste of the treatment so it's a lot more intense it's a lot more specific um, and in your three, you also get your uh, veterinary research and evidence-based modules and you get to do a research project, which is really, really cool. And Surrey uh, has a whole research park associated to it. And it also you get to develop the whole process of a research paper and they pair you up with the academics in the university that are developing a project and they help you support through either your own project, which you can pitch your own one, or you can choose one and they will support you through it. And there's obviously a chance to get it published. I did something which was I found really cool, which was uh, to do with osteoarthritis development, which was actually linked to, to helping people. And um, we got to do all this image analysis. Um, then you get to fourth year, which is the real <laughs> heavy hitter uh, of, of vet school for us, at least. Um, you have the zoo module, which is actually really cool. A lot of people enjoy that. Um, and you get to meet such cool people. Then you do contemporary issues in vet med, which is uh, where you do business. You do um, more wider reading and more current issues of how to manage antimicrobials in an actual clinical day-to-day -day basis. Fundamentals of vet practice three, um, which is basically a huge module, which is just dealing with anesthesia, surgery, patient care. And within this module, it's really cool because you actually get to go to a spay neuter clinic uh, which is associated to a charity hospital in london and you actually get to do your first uh surgery and you're supervised and you have to do your own anesthetic as well um do a bigger module which is split amongst the species and your fourth year is really just an explosion of so many different things um and then final year which is just rotations um and uh, throughout the years, depending on what module you're in, that'll dictate what kind of practicals you have. So in first year, you do a lot of anatomy, physiology. So you get to go through labs of uh, seeing horse skeletons, dog skeletons, and you go through bit by bit and you have, uh, you have communication in first year as well. So you get uh, to have people that work in general practice to come in uh, and they'll go through cases with you. You'll go through the structures. And then the second year you have pathology and infectious disease. Second year you start uh, animal handling and husbandry. So there's a lot more animal practicals. Then in third year you start going into pharmacology and diagnostics. So you do, we have x-rays, um, uh, we have uh, ultrasound and you get to do your own ultrasound on a horse. You get to do ultrasound on a dog. You get to uh, do all those skills yourself. So you get to handle the machines and 
And then in fourth year, you have the more surgical and uh, really, really heavy clinical modules. So it depends whether you're in labs or whether you're in uh, a clinic, whether you're in um, the, the clinical skills building. So it varies depending on the year. I think that's a really good way of organizing it because a lot of the time when everything's when you've got labs and then you have to go into like your animal handling classes, it can all blur a bit together, but the way they separate it out and increase the amount of labs, if you're doing a lot more pathology and things like that, and they don't just like mush it all together, that works really well. Um, I suppose that makes it a lot easier to follow the course. So how many contact hours do you have then? And how many of these are practical each week? Yeah, so that'll depend on what year and what module you're in, but it'll usually be an even amount. So in first few years, you'll have a practical per topic you cover, so per body system. And then later on, it'll be at least uh, three, four hours a week of practicals or more, depending on what stage you're at. Um, but they too try to balance that out pretty well. And um, they also balance it out with PBLs, uh, which are just the case and critical thinking analysis, um, which is kind of training you for the later years, basically. I agree. Yeah, it's such a good habit to get into because once you graduate, if you do work in practice, every single day, every single case that comes in, you're going to have to go through that whole initial process, aren't you? Doing like your problem lists and things like that. So it's a great habit to get into really early on. Um, you mentioned you have to go off campus or you have to leave vet school for your practical. What do you mean by that? Are they on a different site? So it depends on what practical you have. So on site, we have the pathology lab where you do all your labs and you do them there and you do postmortems and you do quite a lot of farm animal skills in there um, because they have a lot of cadavers um, of all different species. Um, so you get to do stuff on like some really cool animals. And then we have the um, clinical skills building we have two clinical skills buildings. So one is inside and that's where you do more small animal sort of larger clinical skills building, which is where we have cows, we have sheep um, and, and we do have horses there as well. So we do the clinical skills on them there. Um, but we do go off campus a lot just because I think they want us to get an insight into not just the animal, but the context of the animal. So we've been to a lot of different farms for example some that uh, rear a specific type of beef and then dairy farms we've gone to a few different ones just to get the context because when you're treating an animal in real life as a vet uh, an animal's health is so dependent on the environment especially when you're doing farm animals equine it's so dependent on the surface they're walking on what kind of material they're lying on so getting hands-on not only with the animal itself but also what environment the animal is in is really good and uh they do i think want to expose us to as much as possible in terms of what we're going to be uh seeing after we leave um and for small animals as well we do go to shelters so we do um medicine for the rspca and you make a really good point there about um seeing the animal in its environment and being exposed to that really early on i think that's so important because it's fantastic if like some vet schools have all the animals you need to be able to teach on campus and that's great but if you're not exposed to its environment as you say it's quite difficult to think in a sort of way that makes you consider 
all the aspects you would need to consider once you graduate and you actually start seeing animals in that way. So I think that's really, really good that Surrey do that. I think that's a really positive thing. Um, in terms of your cohort size, um, what's that like? Do you have a big year group, small year group? And um, if it's a larger year group, is there a split? Or We're not split as a year group, but we are split into smaller groups. So pretty much every year you're split into a different uh, smaller group, which is the group you do a lot of your um, practicals with. And uh, they're the groups that you go off site with. And that is kind of a way to have more attention on each student rather than having everybody do everything. And the groups are usually around, they're never more than 10 people. So it's usually around six or seven people per group. You get about, you know, a horse for three people and you get, more experience rather than having loads of people do one thing and that's really good as well because as you have a smaller group to supervisor ratio that's really positive because it means you get more one-on-one time if you have questions you can get them answered individually and um, I think that's really important as well because it becomes more than just having that professor or that lecturer standing at the front of the lecture theatre talking at you it becomes them talking with you and talking through concepts with you which I think can really consolidate your knowledge particularly in practicals so that's really really good going on to exams when do you have these in the first year and what style exams are they are they like short answer they mcq yeah exams are the scary part so we usually have an exam in uh, January And then we have one usually around June time. And um, you will also have in-class tests usually throughout the year to check your progress. So it's a good way to kind of see where you're at and see what your weaknesses are and what you need to improve for the final exams. You will usually have a multiple choice paper and a written paper and uh, you, we don't usually have a lot of coursework in the first few years. You do have a little bit, which is usually either reports, uh, animal handling, or some kind of practical assessment. Um, and that kind of combines for your final grade. Then later on, you start having um, OSCEs, but that's later on in third year. And then, uh, which are basically practical exams where you have stations that you need to pass. Um, these are all practical assessments, so it's on x-rays putting in catheters, taking blood, doing eye exams, basically a huge range of clinical skills. And then in fourth year, you have the terrifying uh, single best answer, which makes all the vet students shake in their boots, um, which is basically an assessment where you have um, choices of an answer. So you get a clinical scenario and then you have five choices. Um, and they are all potentially correct, but you have to choose the most appropriate answer. Um, and that is kind of done to reflect what would be happening in, in real life and clinical practice where a scenario is not very straightforward and you need to take in all the, the different components, such as, you know, the client that you have, the clinic you're working in, the materials you have available, your level of expertise, would you rather refer um, how long does it take you to get there? Um, have the have the animals been vaccinated or not? To what antimicrobial is the most appropriate? That kind of thing. So it's very clinical, very heavily clinical um, knowledge that they're assessing. 
And then fifth year, you have COPS, which are uh, practical exams where you're given a, a case scenario and you have to discuss with an invigilator. Um, I've not heard of that um, exam style before about the single best answer. I think that's a really good way of like, it might be quite difficult, but it's a good way of assessing what you know, because a lot of the time, there are so many right answers, but you've got to go with the best approach for the animal, the best approach for, I don't know, the farmer or the owner, and a lot of factors play into that. And so um, that's a really good way of like assessment, I think. Um, with your clinical placements then, does Surrey have their own hospitals or do you have partner hospitals that you go out to on rotation? Yeah, so rotation is the really exciting part at the end of fourth year. So the University of Surrey has a really interesting and unique uh, way of, of doing rotation. So we have a set of partner practices. Um, these are equine, farm, small animal, charity, and we have BPPH. And uh, those are the core ones you have to do. And you then have a choice uh, as to um, a special interest selective, which you get to do. Um, and that can be business, small animal surgery, small animal medicine, charity um diagnostic imaging so you do ultrasound x-rays so it's really kind of a way to develop your clinical skills even more and uh, these are real practices so you get to go all over the uk um there's in somerset you get to go to london you can go to scotland you can go to wales you can go to the isle of wight so you're kind of traveling around everywhere and uh, there are rotations. Each one is four weeks and then you come back to Guildford and you have to do COP exams, which are the practical exams. You, you basically are followed by a supervisor. There's one from the University of Surrey, which is a, VP, which is a um, VCTF and they're kind of like your tutor and they guide you through um, the portfolio, which you have to complete and they help you with the skills and they have to uh, kind of show you the areas that you're weaker in and what you need to uh, do more of uh, to improve and to get more out of the placement. And then you also have in each placement a trained member of staff who basically, uh, again, acts as a support to you and kind of guides you through the experience. But you're basically very um, submerged in the experience of, of being a vet. Uh, you have to follow their schedules. You have to be part of the team, you know, communicate with them deal with real clients, real patients, real clinical notes. Uh, you have to scrub in in surgeries. You have to do patient care. So it really is a fully um, realistic experience. You really do have to be basically a vet already and have quite a, a strong clinical backing when you go into it. Um, but it is a really uh, fun experience because you, you really get the first taste of what it's like to really be a vet in all different uh, skills. Yeah, and it can really be a good way for you to develop your interests a little bit more and see what it would really be like to work in that area of industry. For example, I'm super excited to go to the Blue Cross in London, um, which is a charity hospital where you really, really get hands-on and you get to do a lot of surgery and a lot of treatment and a lot of, um, a lot of consults. So it really depends what you want to get out of it, but it definitely gives you the chance to dive in and uh really really basically be a veterinarian um i think that's really good because it just makes sure that your rotations aren't wasted you're not sort of standing there having a look around it like yeah it makes sure you're actually meeting the objectives you need to meet in order to graduate and feel confident on your 
when yeah. you were first at work? Definitely, because I think a lot of uh, unis that do have their own hospitals, maybe just because it is a working hospital, there's not as much time or space for them to have everybody try yeah. something. But because it's so few students going to each partner practice, it's not that overwhelming for them. You do get kind of the whole case set to you. So you get to see so much and you do have to do the same hours as most vets do. So if you have, if you're doing like emergency and critical care rotation, you do have to stay the same hours. You're, you have accommodation close by uh, in this sort of area. So you kind of are expected to act and sort of experience as if you were an employee or part of the practice. So kind of like thinking as a vet, acting like a vet and having the same kind of schedule as well. Yeah, definitely. It's good preparation. So when you applied to vet school, did you go through the sort of traditional for the UK UCAS route? Or I know you're an international student, did you not go through it that way? So I did go through the UCAS route um, and I went through just the traditional um, interviews. You do get to apply to, I think, is it four uh, vet schools and then one backup. Students that are applying definitely put some thought into your uh, fifth option your not vet school option because I think a lot of students get a bit sidetracked and they're thinking oh I'm so excited about vet school I just but for me I I chose biomedicine and chemistry at King's College London even though obviously vet school was my first choice and that was what I was most excited about I you know I was I was thinking well if it doesn't work out I always have this option which to me was really exciting actually to move to London and and do that um, and that was the first offer I actually got was from King's College. So I was already, you know, really excited about the whole uni experience and definitely put some thought into that. And, you know, if you do get that offer first, it'll give you a little bit of hope, some excitement and kind of give you some confidence as well. So definitely put some thought into that. So what would be your tips for applying to Surrey? What was the process like? And um, were there any extra parts? Was there anything extra that they were looking for from you to like be a good all-round all candidate for them? Definitely. I think Surrey takes a quite uh, unique perspective to veterinary medicine in that they like to look at the role veterinarians play in society in general. They're very big on the concept of One Health. They're big on the day one competencies as well. They really want to make sure their graduates are um, capable of doing the skills that uh, they should be doing and that they can do them to the best of their ability, but as well that they have a very good moral compass, ethical compass, and that they can navigate even very complex cases um, by breaking them down and looking at the different components. So they're very big on, on uh, first principles as well. For Surrey, definitely focus on the day one competencies, focus on uh, research into One Health, putting your own spin on, on the topics. You know, if you come across something that you think is quite interesting or quite controversial and you have an opinion on, definitely make a note of that and look into it further. Um, they're always looking for really unique applicants with different interests, different experiences. In terms of just, I think, criteria, so have to do the MMI process. A lot of unis do now, which is just going through different stations and usually have different topics that you can discuss or a skill or some other tasks that you need to complete, which again, I would say, it is a lot of pressure and it might seem really daunting, but it is just designed to see how you cope with a stressful situation, how you cope with critical thinking, analyzing. So I think I would just say, keep a level head, do your best. It should, it should all be fine. And in general, I think uh, as a new vet school or the newest one for now, 
Um, they really just wanted people that were keen on making a difference, being pioneers of the veterinary industry. They really like people with um, who think outside the box, really, and who can be open to different careers. Obviously, you're trained to do all the the classical, you know, small animal equine farm, but they do give you the tools to develop other areas. So I think when you get out, you are really ready to tackle so many different tasks and you're not just a narrow field veterinarian. You can really do anything and you are aware of so many different skills that you can do that it makes it easier, I think, to tackle any task um, because you have been exposed to so many different areas, so many different careers, so many different ways of thinking, um, thinking processes. So I think they really want to give students the reins of their education and say, okay, this is what you have to do, obviously, because of the structure of veterinary medicine and the curriculum, but what do you want to do more? Like, what is, what is the thing that you want to push with? What do you want to know about? What is your personal interest? And they give you the tools to develop a lot of different areas that you might be interested in, whether it's research, whether it's developing a business project or something else, they really do uh, encourage you to do that. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think for them as well, as a new vet school, they were looking for people that sort of valued a new approach or sort of value, as you say, different careers that aren't necessarily new, but you might not previously consider. So they'd be new to you and sort of exploring your different options. And I like that they asked you as well um, what you'd prefer. It shows that they sort of care about the student experience and making sure you get what you need to succeed. Um, rather than throwing content at you and hoping it works. But that's great, that's fantastic. Um, so when you did your work experience then, um, what requirements did Surrey want you to meet and how did you fulfill those? So the work experience was about four weeks, which I believe it still is, uh, but I would tell students to definitely go check out the most uh, up-to-date um, information on work experience just because I don't think they change it very frequently, but especially now with coronavirus and things that are happening, they will be changing that just because I think they acknowledge that it's really difficult for students to meet all the requirements. I would say try and get a well-rounded experience, try and uh, hit a few different areas and definitely uh, go into something that you are interested in just so you can be very enthusiastic when you talk about it in interviews. Um, and I think that's what I did. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, so for you, why did you choose Surrey? I know it was a new vet school. What drew you to it? Yeah, we had a really uh, unique experience, I guess, because um, the cohort that I went in with um, was one of the first ones. So the uni wasn't accredited yet. So it was quite an interesting thing to go through because a lot of the times when you choose a university, you will look at sort of the graduates that came out, maybe look online for some experiences that they shared. Um, but we didn't really have that. For me, and I think a lot of people, it just came down to the environment and to the really enthusiasm that a lot of the, the students there were showing. Uh, we got shown around in small groups. And I remember the students there were so happy with their experience so far. And uh, they were so excited to keep going, and um, even the campus itself, it was it was really nice. It was all new. The building was very modern. It was very architecturally aesthetic, and the facilities were really cool and really interesting. The, the thought that you could do pathology, and you could do large animal, and you could do small animal all so close together, I think it really made it such a 
such a different uh, experience to the other uni that I'd been to. And um, it was really pleasant, you know, it was really nice and it, it made me feel, you know, really comfortable and at home. And as well, we had some talks from um, Noel Fitzpatrick, who is uh, one of the sort of, I guess, deans of the school. Um, and it was just all the different opportunities and experiences that are available. I don't know, just make it such an interesting place to be. And I think obviously it has been accredited now and it's, uh, it's, it was such a nice thing to be part of that process as well. It was just so unique that it was really hard to pass up, I guess. But um, no, student experience and speaking to students about the experience they've had at that uni, that goes a long way because it's not the institution telling you that. It's like people that have invested not only their money, but their time and effort and their futures into um, that university. So it really says a lot. And particularly when they've not even been there that long, that like, that's quite reassuring to know that they were that in love with the uni and they were really having a great time. And they felt supported as well. So that's, that's brilliant. So do you feel like your expectations of being a student at Surrey match up with the reality now you're in fifth year, essentially? <laughs> yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, it's really hard because I, for me as an individual, I try not to really place too much expectations on anything. Um, I obviously I have goals and aspirations um, and I try to keep track of those and work towards those. But in terms of the day to day, even going to uni, um, something that I developed through my gap year, which I think is why gap years are such a cool idea to do, is that I sort of learned that having too many expectations about something almost hinders your experience uh, because you're so focused on that rather than just taking each day as it comes and really being open to opportunities and new things. I think it met my expectations in terms of veterinary, like, you know, what you would be learning and what you would be doing. And, um, but I think what really surprised me about it is the amount of just opportunities that came along that I think if I would have been too focused on just, oh, what, what expectations, what am I doing? What, instead of just, when I really started having an open mind, I started really seeing that there's so many opportunities really to get involved. We have like a beehive where you can get involved with technology um, and how that's working in the vet uh, industry. There's, I can't even, there's so many different things that you can get involved with. We have like pathology societies, equine societies, which are really, you know, really well-skilled and you're connected to so many professionals. Um, and I guess it exceeded my expectations in that way because I really didn't realize that there isn't just a vet school and going and doing lectures and doing that kind of thing. It was just this explosion of new things that you can get connected with and that you can learn and develop. Fab. So let's go on to the really exciting part, which is student life and nights out and all the good things that help you forget about the work that you're not doing. Um, so... Yeah, the really exciting part. So we have vet specific clubs and those are mostly a uh, sports club and they're run by uh, VetSoc. But we also have so many different main campus societies and clubs. Anything you can think of, just go to Freshers Fair and you will find things that you didn't even know existed. So you like climbing, paddleboarding, kayaking, base club, math club, so many different things. So that's really uh, easy to access and it's really fun to do. There's so many different activities they put on. 
For nightlife, you have either the main club on campus, it's on the stat on the Sag Hill campus, and you also have three other clubs in town, so they're all pretty close to the uni. And the main club, which is Rubik's, puts on two nights a week uh, and depends. They always have different themes. So you have fetish nights, you have funky nights, rave nights, anything you can think of, they will probably put it on and you can go. I know vet students that really love to keep up a streak and see how long they could go attending both the Wednesday nights and Friday nights. Not sure how they did that, but they were definitely very proud of their uh, their streak and they would get very upset if they lost it. So uh, there's anything, anything you want, Surrey probably has it. I think that's really good um, that you have the opportunity to get involved with things on the main campus as well. Um, I suppose when you're on the vet campus, if you live in halls near the campus, you're just surrounded by vets and or I don't know, bio vet scientists all the time. And um, it's nice to get that diversity and sort of meet other people that aren't doing the same course as you. That's really, really good. What are the gym facilities like? Yeah, we are so lucky to have the sports park right on the vet school campus, so on the Manor Park campus. It is a massive sports facility where you have uh, an Olympic pool, you have different rooms where you can do aerobics, Zumba, boxing, I've definitely done all of those, uh, work up a nice sweat, and then you have a Starbucks. There's so many different courts, you have tennis courts, basketball court, have a huge climbing wall and bouldering walls, which I've definitely been to as well. So much fun. There's a sauna there. Um, and it's such a fun place to just meet up and have a nice little gym session. We also have a gym there, a dedicated gym, which has lifting facilities for weightlifting. And there's so many different machines, a place to do mat work, uh, stretching and yoga. And it's just the best. I've definitely spent many hours in there just, you know, working off some stress and it's it's I really highly recommend uh, signing up to the gym they do so many student discounts and recurring discounts so it's definitely affordable so do it I think definitely sign up it's a great way to just burn off some anxiety and some stress that sounds really really good like a proper state-of-the-art gym like right on your doorstep like what more could you want really that's great so with accommodation where did you stay in first year and where did you stay beyond that yeah, so there's definitely plenty of accommodation options. Depends where you want to stay and how much you want to spend. So we have a lot of accommodation on the Manor Park campus, which is where the vet school and the gym is located. We have uh, a lot of accommodation on the Stag Hill campus, which is where the main university is. We have some in Guildford. We have some off-site as well. And they're organized in different bands. So you can have either a family house you can have a studio flat you can have rooms with ensuite you can have single rooms shared rooms uh, so it kind of depends on on uh, what your choice is i stayed uh, off-site where they give you a bus pass it's about 10 to 15 minute cycle to the university and i really enjoyed it i got to meet loads of different people um, and it was a great bonding experience we had loads of fun and beyond that you can choose to either stay on campus or you can choose to move to accommodation in town or get a house with some friends which is what most people do and uh, yeah it's really up to you there's there's quite a lot of accommodation that's really interesting that's different I don't think we've had anyone on that's done that before so that's great that's really interesting so you mentioned that 
you if you don't get a maintenance loan that could be an option for you so for people that don't get a maintenance loan or struggle financially um what scholarships and bursaries available like what sort of financial support is there for people that do need the help yeah so that's really important as you mentioned um obviously university is very expensive uh university of surrey offers i think they have about five different bursaries that you can apply for for undergraduate and they have a few different ones for postgraduate as well. Um, I don't know off the top of my head exactly uh, what they offer, but they do offer different amounts of financial support um, and they're quite easy to apply for actually. I know people that have accessed them. Um, if you get in contact with student support, uh, they're actually really easy to deal with. Um, I would suggest you phone rather than email although emailing they will answer you but it might take a bit longer so i would definitely encourage people to phone um, and get sort of a tailored understanding as to what they need to submit and when um, and they're always open to to answering questions and they're really happy to do that so i would definitely encourage people to check that out um, there's a whole section on the university of surrey website um, but as well something i think that is really good is that the university offers so many different types of employment as well um, if you they have a whole section which is just um, for people who are looking for part-time jobs um, in the university and there's so many different ones that are actually paid really well um, there's even a few that the vet school has independently uh, which also offer kind of animal experience as well and um, it's kind of a little bit of an extra help if you want to work during university time, there's definitely so many different options to do that. And I know I definitely did it and a lot of people do that too. And even outside the university, I had a couple of different jobs. Uh, there's uh, the Royal Surrey County Hospital. Um, there's uh, the soft tissue um, and oncology veterinary hospital. We have a research park there as well. Uh, and uh, Guilford is pretty big. and uh, I would definitely encourage people to find uh, part-time jobs there if they can, just so even to have a little breather and to have something else to do. Um, so there's definitely plenty of opportunities to uh, get a little bit of extra help with fees and, and with living costs, uh, which is what I did. I didn't, um, I, I wasn't yeah, able to access the uh, maintenance loan just because I am uh, EU and class is sort of international. So, um, that didn't hinder my experience too much. I was able to help out, you know, with with bills and with and with things like that. Um, uh, so there's definitely plenty of opportunities. Don't hesitate to ask and to uh, to see what is available for you. Yeah, no, completely. Um, also, in terms of like more pastoral support and um, in terms of mental health, um, were there any particular well-being initiatives at Surrey that you found beneficial and um, does your vet school have a specific mental health office that you can go to if you do need the support? Yeah, so this is something that's really important and I'm really glad that we touch on it a lot in the podcast because even if you think you don't need it right now, it's always something to have in the back of your mind um, because getting help or even just talking to someone if you're struggling is so important and it is by no means a sign of weakness. Um, we all have moments where you know everything becomes really difficult to deal with. So. Um, the University of Surrey has the Center of Wellbeing, uh, which is on campus, and you have a nurse there, which can help you with um, all kinds of problems, whether you just need to speak to someone or you're dealing with a physical issue, you can always uh, go to them. 
We have personal tutors, which um, they deal with a very small number of students and you're assigned to a specific tutor. And uh, they're kind of your first port of call if you have either an academic problem or uh, some other issue that you, you need support with. Um, and uh, they're trained to kind of deal with stress and anxiety and they can always um, kind of give you advice on where you can get more help uh, and support you through the process. We have a faculty of student services, which are for more, you know, specific student issues, um, but they can also direct you to more specific help in the vet school, which is something we have, which is uh, really, really cool, is um, the peer support scheme, which is a team of students and uh, academics, which have actually been trained to provide mental health support to students. And if you want to get involved, you can be trained and uh, offer support to to your peers. Um, one of my really, really close friends, two of my really close friends were peer supporters. Um, and it was so nice to know that I could go to them uh, and they would just listen to me and, and know how to just uh, be really open to, to hearing issues from other students and to not have that kind of judgment, which maybe you think an academic would have. Um, so that that's so nice. I've definitely uh, talked to them um, when I was struggling. And we have a Nightline as well, which is run by the Students' Union. And they're just uh, students, again, and academics, which they are volunteers and they are just open to listening to you um, if you have an issue or you just want to talk to someone. And then my favorite thing, which we have, is the vet families uh, and the sort of the vet SOC well-being representatives. Um, the vet families is just something that's uh, optional. You don't have to sign up for it, but it's where you uh, fill out a small questionnaire and you get assigned to a vet family and uh, it doesn't have to be a traditional family. We had I had three moms and one vet sister. And uh, basically, they're just people in years above you and they can offer guidance on where to go, what to do, friendly advice on anything, but, you know, support in general. My vet mom, she really was probably the the biggest help to starting out in vet school and finding my way. And I really highly recommend if you come to Surrey to sign up to the vet families, you'll really be surprised at how, uh, what, what kind of people you can find, what amazing individuals. Even if you're not struggling, it's always nice to have support. So I definitely, I definitely uh, encourage people to check that out. It sounds like you've got a real network going on there. So obviously there's different thing, different people you want to talk to different things about. And so it's so positive that you've got that choice, that you've got older students if you need them, or you've got tutors, or you've got the mental health team. Like that's brilliant. I think that's great. Um, really, really supportive structure, it sounds like. Um, Fab. So that brings us to the end of the main interview. And now we've got the quick fire rounds, um, which you know all too well. So I feel like you might have had a think about these answers. <laughs> but um, Fab, let's just go straight into it. So number one, the three best things about Surrey. Close to London. The people at Surrey, they're all so welcoming and fun and not all of the professors, but most of the professors. <laughs> Joking. Uh, they're, no, they're all very welcoming, friendly, and uh, just really helpful. Brilliant. Um, what is the single hardest thing about your course? Well, for me, it's being far away from home. Um, and it's just the content itself. I think it's just 
almost unreal the amount that you're expected to know and especially when you get to fourth year they just keep calling back knowledge from first year and I'm like I don't remember <laughs> so just the sheer volume of content yeah no, I completely agree with that one so why did you choose sorry what was your top reason for choosing sorry I like the idea of a modern take on a vet school because it is vet schools are quite traditional and old schools brilliant I like that and finally, what are your top tips for someone applying to Surrey? And what would, essentially, what would you have told yourself as an applicant? I would have just said to relax. You don't need to know what you're going to be or what you're going to do straight away on day one. Um, and to just go with the flow a little bit. Your mind is going to change so many times. Just try and make the best of it. And it's not always going to be easy. And that's just what comes with the territory. Brilliant. I think that's quite a positive way of looking at it, really. Like you're going to face challenges and it's going to be difficult, but you will get there. And here you are. You're just a year away from graduating now. Essentially, you're like going to go on your rotations. It's going to feel like you're a vet. Ah, oh, my God. It's actually surreal. It really is just <laughs> I honestly, guys, just enjoy and just don't put pressure on yourself. Just do the best you can aim high but you know sometimes it will get really difficult so do your best and uh yeah just really just enjoy it oh, well it's been so lovely chatting to you Sophia I know it's usually different and you're usually here with me asking the questions but it's been so great to hear about your experience and what Surrey is all about as well so thank you so much for doing this yeah it was my pleasure I actually had a lot of fun doing it so it's it's been great We really hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you find it helpful, then please share with others who you think would find it useful as well. Make sure to subscribe to both our podcast and our YouTube channel with the same name to be notified when our next episode is released. Don't forget to leave us a review if you enjoyed it. Follow us on Instagram at So You Want To Be A Vet for exclusive quizzes, behind the scenes and updates on all things So You Want To Be A Vet. Remember to follow at Medic Mentor to learn more about opportunities such as workshops, summer schools, that will further help you advance your application. If you have any questions or any further thoughts, then please comment them below the Instagram post for each of the episodes. And if you want to hear us discuss something, then let us know. We want to know what will help you. Thanks again for listening and take care, guys. Visit the Vet Mentor website for more ways in which we can help you through your application journey into vet school. This includes a range of national events, summer schools, publications, skills workshops, and our famous Get Into Veterinary Medicine Insight conferences held online. As a subscriber to So You Want To Be A Vet, you can attend these conferences for free using the coupon code INSTABET. See you soon.